0: Kid! Dr. Oster, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready, Sam. Let's play ball. So can you just uh, tell us how you created your own weighted ball program in 2004 to increase your pitching velocity and how that led uh, to you get a a better understanding of development?
1: Oh, way back in the day when I was in high school. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was in a time where, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of information online and, um, you know, I don't know, I don't really know exactly where the idea came from. Um, but, you know, I decided to dunk some baseballs into a bucket of water and left them in for different time intervals. And then, you know, took them out and started throwing long toss with them. Um, you know, I think the, the idea, I guess, was probably that you know, throwing something heavier than going down to something light would would make me throw the ball harder um, and and it did work uh, for you know for me, I think within three or four weeks, I gained you know two or three miles an hour on my fastball, but put a lot of stress on my elbow and got to a point where you know i couldn 't throw a ball at all so um that kind of put me on a path of of you know curiosity towards you know getting better at baseball and and understanding pain and injury and uh you know training and everything that comes along with it and um you know i, I guess that was a starting point for everything that led me to you know where i am now uh, i was dunking <laughs> dunking baseball into a bucket of water <laughs>
0: So I see a chiropractor regular he regularly here in Austin to aid in my recovery. so how has studying to be a chiropractor influenced you and how you train athletes?
1: Yeah, so I mean uh th- that kind of uh you know led me again kind of yeah you know, down the path so yeah you know, part of that recovery process for my elbow was going to see a chiropractor for the blue Jays at the time and uh you know he did some soft tissue work and and, and some acupuncture in my shoulder and um you know, I think from that point on, uh, you know, I had a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, good idea that I wanted to be involved, you know, somehow in, in aiding, baseball players, you know, get healthy. So, you know, my way was through chiropractic, uh, you know, in Canada, you know, chiropractors are, you know, first line of defense for, you know, joint problems and, and, and muscle problems. So. You know, uh, for me, having that experience and then, you know, going to chiropractic school, uh, you know, the entire time, for the most part, uh, you know, it was me studying baseball while also studying to be a chiropractor. So, you know, any case study that I had, uh, you know, any anything that was kind of presented to me, I tried to relay it back to baseball and training and, and throwing and, uh, you know, maintaining health. So, you know, going to chiropractic school, you know, gave me a really, really strong foundation and understanding of what it is to be healthy and 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 movement and you know how things are kind of uh you know all related and pieced together so you know um I think uh you know it's funny it does go go all the way back to 2000 I guess 2004 to way to baseballs but um yeah it, it almost seems like uh it seems like there is a path that kind of chose me and not the other way around
0: so you created a comprehensive resource dedicated specifically to base uh, to baseball recovery. So can you tell us why you created it and why it's so valuable for players and coaches?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think the recovery process, if, if you step back and, you know, think about training and, and think about competing, um, you're only doing it for a very small period of time, right? So if you're training in the gym, you know, maybe it's a, a couple hours a day. Uh if you're competing it's it's only for a couple hours and then, you know, technically from that, you know, moment that, that you leave the gym or, or you leave the facility or you leave the field, you got recovery for the next, you know, twenty-two hours of the day or or however long until you're competing again. So, you know, to me when uh you know, when I sat down and, and wrote a blog post, I think uh a few years before I wrote that book, uh, you know, I tried to tried to research as much as I possibly can, you know, specific to baseball, you know, some recovery processes and, and, you know, what it's like and how to optimize it. And there wasn't a lot out there. So, um, you know, I thought it would be, it would be something that the baseball community could use. And, uh, you know, I thought it was something that could provide a lot of value to everyone, because if you think about it again, it's uh, you know, the large, large majority of of your day is, is essentially recovering um and if you can optimize that you know as best as you can you're you know you're going to uh get better at baseball faster you're going to you'll feel better when you are competing in season and uh you know everything kind of just uh everything gets better so um you know i think my my idea in writing the book was really just to to get information out there for everyone and um you know i i think i did a, a decent job and um, you know, there's still a lot to be learned and, and a lot more that probably could be written. But, um, you know, I, I think it was it was a necessary step
0: for baseball. So what were some of the surprises you found during your research around recovery?
1: I, you know what? I think uh, maybe not the biggest surprise. You know, intuitively, I thought about it. But, uh, you know, one of the biggest things when you look at research uh, in, you know, around the recovery process is that the the most effective thing outside of nailing the basics, uh, you know, in sleep and, and nutrition um, and, and hydration, I guess, um, is, is just preference for what you want to do, right? So if you're someone who really feels that they you get a lot of benefit out of going to see a massage therapist um, or you're a person who, who feels like you get a lot of benefit going into a, an ice bath um, or even icing potentially, there's a lot of uh, positive benefits to doing what you want to do um, and having the perception that you are getting more recovered more so than you know so, some of the physiological or underlying biological processes that these things might be uh, you know geared to affecting so you know with our guys and and based off of all that and and even more so since writing that book and, and sitting down with players and watching and talking to them about what they do, you know, we encourage them to, in a lot of ways, to nail the basics and then just do what they like to do and what they think is helping them recover the most.
0: So what is your uh, best recovery tip uh, you have for high school pitchers? Sleep.
1: <laughs> uh, sleep for sure. So uh, you know, try to optimize and, and try to find a way that you can nail uh eight plus hours a night of good sleep. Uh and and there's a lot of different strategies and things that you can try and do, you know, before you go to bed to, to help you along in that way. But you know, everyone again is a little bit different for what works for them. Some guys some guys really like to uh you know take a, a long shower and just get into bed early and and kind of doze off. Some guys uh <laughs> They like to have you know a meal a little bit later in the night, like everyone's a little bit different, but if you can nail sleep and 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 really understand uh and, and get a good habit and a good routine uh to get that that you know allotted time uh
0: you're gonna be in good shape so your facilities in Canada, so how is it training different there, and what are some of the issues that you deal deal with uh that are common there? And or not if it's a common place like Texas, where it has not snowed, I think, for the past like, three or four years.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I guess the biggest thing in Canada is, you know, at least where we are, is, you know, most of the development has to be indoors most of the year. So, you know, our off season uh, really starts in October and, you know, we can't get outdoors, consistently outdoors until May. So you're looking at a really long off season and, and because of that, your in season is going to be a lot shorter, which means more games piled together, which means you have to really be prepared to handle uh, all of the throwing and all the swinging and all the sprinting that's about to come to you in a short period of time. So for us, our job obviously is to you know have players be as healthy as possible first and foremost. And, and that means getting them prepared to handle throwing outdoors, uh, and throwing, you know, in games a lot right away, um, and not easing into things and, and almost surviving like a three month period of a lot of throwing and, and a lot of swinging and a lot of running. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest challenge, um, is, is, is something, you know, along those lines. And, uh, you know, I guess the other thing that, you know, is, is very Canadian, um, at least in in Toronto is there's not a lot of facilities and players have to travel quite a ways. So, you know, in a city like ours, we have players driving, you know, very, very averagely driving an hour just to get to our facility in the winter uh, with snow on the ground and it can make scheduling and logistics really hard for people. So, uh, you know, with that in mind, uh, a lot of players just, They aren't up for training, uh, you know, almost until they're 16, 17. So it's hard to get 15-year-olds and 14-year-olds committed to training in the off-season because it's it's a really big commitment on the family to be able to have to get to a facility like ours uh, in the middle of winter.
0: (laughs) So you recently held a special event at your facility that Bobby Tooth Fairy told me a bit about. So can you tell us why you put it together and what you did at that event?
1: Yeah. So we, we just recently had a uh, a flat ground uh, and Rawlings sponsored showcase. And, you know, the idea again, um, you know, up, up here is, you know, historically exposure has been hard to get and, you know, players have to travel down south to uh, you know, play in good tournaments and, and get in front of college coaches and, you know, that's, that's where a lot of their resources go. So we thought it would be a really interesting idea to, you know, one, bring some coaches up to Toronto to see them. um, But two, to, you know, leverage flat ground and social media and, you know, the fact that we're living in 2019 um, to get them exposure for, you know, very, very, uh, you know, small amount of resources financially for them. And, uh, you know, to give them an opportunity You know to to get exposed and and to get their name out there so we ended up getting uh 70 players we had a few players had to drop out because they were sick or injured or couldn't make it uh but we got about 64 to 66 players uh who partook in the showcase and we did something that was a little bit different in that we actually ran assessments too so you know the players actually spent the week uh going through a physical and a mobility exam Uh, They they actually got through a strength and conditioning combine where we tested them in the gym a little bit. And then, uh, you know, they threw bullpens to, you know, with the wraps of the automotive sleeve on. uh, And then the hitters hit with the blast sensor and and with the hit tracks. And we used all that information in the assessments to, to give players some feedback and recommendations about how they could potentially get better so that, if they did get exposure and, and uh, you know, get in front of all these people, but not get the, you know, the kind of feedback that they were looking for, they at least had some sort of uh, you know, plan or idea about how they could get better from us. So um, you know, that, that was pretty much a six day endeavor and um, it was just a few weeks ago and, and everything went pretty well.
0: So where can people find more about you and your resources?
1: Uh, so, I guess the, the the best place is probably on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm fairly active on there, uh, at, and the handle is Dr. Sosterer, um, or my website is BaseballDevelopmentGroup.com.
0: And then final question here. If you have to pick your all-time two, three, and four, who do you have?
1: Oh, wow. Uh I would say my two would be uh, Roberto Alomar. Uh my three would probably be Manny Ramirez, and my four would be David Ortiz.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for playing ball.
1: No problem. I had a great time. Thanks, Sam.
0: Hey, it's Sam here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would like to ask for your help. Tell me what questions you would like answered. If you could also take a moment to review the show. The algorithms are taking into account how many ratings and reviews I get. The more reviews, the more people they will show the podcast with. And don't forget to play ball, kid.